0: What's
1: up guys? This is Jeremy with No Holds, and I'm here with Austin Bates, man. What's up, bro? What's going on, Jeremy? How you Mate, doing? Doing good, doing good. Blessed, man. Blessed. How you been?
0: Oh, so far so good.
1: Man, um It's been dude, it's been actually two weeks, I guess, since I've done this. So I'm kinda I'm still kinda getting used to I don't know why. I've done what, ten, eleven episodes already, but I still get nervous. I don't know why. Like I I I still get nervous doing this. So I'm still trying to get back in the groove, man. But forgive so you can any. imagine
0: how nervous I would be if, I'm, if I haven't done this ten different times. <laughs> right. This is the first time,
1: dude. I know, man. But uh, um, I want to hear a little bit about yourself before we kind of before we move on.
0: Okay. First, I want to you know I appreciate you asking me to do this. You call it, it's a podcast, and I'm kind of a podcast junkie. Hmm. My iPhone regularly tells me I don't have enough storage left because I have downloaded podcasts. I use them for my time traveling back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. Fill my head with as much junk or knowledge as you can get, and so I, I, this is int- very interesting to me and for me. So I appreciate you. Oh yeah, man, bringing yeah. me on. Um, my, I'm Austin Bates. I was born and raised here in Seminole, Texas. Uh, I've been here all my life except for the four years that I left to go to school. You know, everybody makes the trek to, to go to school. <laughs> to go to school, yeah. Um, I was I was enrolled in quite a few colleges and attended far less than I was signed up for but um, I ended up in Midland Texas going to college at Midland College and met my wife Sophia well Sophia was from here we knew each other formerly. I met her again in Midland and we got together had our first kid she had a child before that and when Lexi my stepdaughter Got old enough to go to school, we started looking at what schools in Odessa she was going to attend, and the year she was going to go, which would have been 18 years ago, she graduated last year. Uh, there were three rapes at the Ector Junior High, mm. and at that point, Sophia and I made a decision: we weren't putting her to school, we weren't putting her in school in Odessa, and so we moved back to Seminole. It was the best place I could think of to raise a family, mm-hmm. so we picked up, moved to Seminole. Uh, been here, been here ever since. Uh, can't think of calling anywhere else home. Yeah. Hey. Dusty West Texas. Yeah.
1: Weather changes every day. Twice a day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Twice a day. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I was going to ask you. Uh, I know the other, one of my podcasts we talked about culture. When you married into a Mexican culture, mm-hmm. how was that for you?
0: It was normal for me. So growing up, being raised, even being raised in Seminole, mm-hmm. I did, I had maybe one white friend growing up, mm. which is, you know, it's not to say anything about the white people, it was just the neighborhood I grew up in no. was mainly Hispanic. Um And I just, I don't know, I was kind of drawn to that culture early. It, um I love the food. <laughs> that's that's a, <laughs> you know, that's a given. But, no, all the you know, everybody has those friends that their mom was mom, right? Mm-hmm. I, have, I have multiple friends here in town, Richard Alvarado and Adam Alanis and, and Robin Rios. I have multiple Hispanic friends that I grew up with here in Seminole that their moms were mom.
1: Mm-hmm. When I
0: went to their house, it was, hey, mom, yeah. and, and something cooking all the time. It was funny because growing up, all my Mexican friends, I wanted to eat at their house every day. And all my Mexican friends, they were like, "What's what's what's your dad cooking?" I'm like, "Man, we're having hot dogs!" Like, "Oh, let's go to your house and eat." I'm like, "No, man, I want homemade beans." They're like, I'm so I'm so sick and tired of beans and rice, I can't hardly stand it. And I'm like, "No, man, I'll eat right here. Give me about thirty minutes, and then we'll go to my house. So y'all can eat all you want." So, so oh, I've yeah. I've I've been in around that culture my entire life, so it was more natural to me. Matter of fact, me and Adam Alanis, my. He was my best friend growing up. We, when I was living in Midland, that's who I was living with, mm. and we actually owned a house in Midland. That was the plan. That was our, you know, our, our big plan was we were going to batch it our whole life. And we we bought a house together. We were going to stay single, and we were just going to live the life. Yeah. So I had been around it. Um, the things that people do. We when we were living in Midland, we would regularly take trips down to Juarez, Mm. He had family in Okinawa, so we'd go to Okinawa every once in a while and, and hang out down in Mexico. Is is, I've always been kind of drawn to that culture. Mm. Um, one thing my wife will tell you, and I, I tell her all the time, was I thought I was marrying a Mexican, and then I ended up with a coconut. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's no homemade tortillas, there's no thing, you know. so... Yeah, oh yeah. My wife's an angel. And I love her to death, but she's she's definitely no Mexican.
1: <laughs> but the family is. Though. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. The yeah. family is for yeah. sure.
0: My, my in-laws and all my sister-in-laws and everybody—they're great. They're yeah, fantastic people.
1: Heck yeah. And then also, uh, did you grow up like say as a Catholic? Did you go to Catholic church no. here? Also or no? No,
0: I grew up um, early in my life. We didn't. We didn't attend church. I was probably I was probably eight years old before my parents decided to start taking us to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family has been Pentecostal. My grandmother was Pentecostal. My uncle was Pentecostal. When we decided to start going to church, that's the church we went to. It was the Pentecostal church. So I was raised. I was raised Pentecostal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I did a lot of soul searching as I got older, and as I came into my own, and I got into my rebellious stage, and you know, and, and kind of got to the point. I'm very inquisitive type person. So when as I as I went through stages in my life, I visited. Just about every church you can think of. Having all kinds of Mexican friends, I spent many a night on Christmas Eve Mass in the Catholic Church. Um, we'd go to we'd go to morning Mass with them. You know, you'd stay the night at somebody's house, you're, you know, wake up and go to church the next morning. So i had been to tons of Catholic Church, visited a lot of Baptist Church, visited some non denominational churches, um, looked into a lot of other religious sets Mm -hmm. and landed on the Pentecostal so that's I'm I'm back in a Pentecostal church I've been there forever that's that's the way I raised my family Mm -hmm. and that's yeah that's
1: like did they have a problem of going to a Pentecostal church like say leaving the Catholic church and going to
0: so Sophia was was never really Catholic Mm. I mean that's if if she would have had to choose a church that they belonged to she would have said Catholic yeah but they weren't regular attendants oh they weren't you know it's it wasn't an issue. It was, you know, more the issue is going to church, much less, you know, that more than a certain type of church. Yeah. Now Pentecostalism can be, it can be harrowing for some people. You know, especially if you're not accustomed to church, if you're not accustomed to the move of the spirit, if you're mm-hmm. not accustomed to things like that, if you're not accustomed to people randomly yelling out preach during the middle of a service, things like that, yeah. it, it can be a little alarming for people that are new to it. But, mm-hmm. but no, it. um after going for a little while and those types of things then then they were they're they were fine with it um and they actually Sophia and the and the girls go to uh an assembly of God church here in town the one, oh yeah the, the one on G the one yeah. that Carlos and them attend so oh
1: no, heck yeah man so how long have you been going since you were I guess little yeah since I was about eight years old eight years old
0: yeah and of course I was in and out of course you know I, I shouldn't say everybody I shouldn't speak in general terms but for me it was when I got to teenage years, I still had to go to church, right? My parents made it a point that I was going to go to church, but I wasn't living any, any, in any way yeah. as a churchly, God-fearing man. And then as I left the house, when I left and went to college, of course, I, I didn't have to go to church, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Until, I, until I got old enough to realize, and it didn't take me long. It didn't take me very long at all. A couple years before I realized, man... I don't have to go to church, I need to go to church, yeah, and so then I you know that's when I started looking at some other things, making sure that what I was doing was the right thing, trying to trying to justify to myself what I was doing was pleasing.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: well that, that's good, man, heck yeah.
1: Uh, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions uh favorite color blue, blue, favorite book
0: Uh <laughs> this is going to sound this is going to sound clean, like I'm making it up. There's a book called Raising Girls by Dr. James Dobson.
1: Hmm.
0: Me, I was I'm a grown man raised by a country man with only a brother at the house. When I started have when I had a daughter and took on a stepdaughter, I have two other daughters other than those. I had no idea what to do, how to approach it. And I actually didn't come across the book early. What happened was, I had girls, and I've always been, I love sports. Mm-hmm. P- love playing, I'm no athlete by any means, but I love to play, I love to coach youth sports. So before my girls were old enough to play, I have nephews that are old enough, so I coached them. And then I thought, well, I know how to coach boys. I'm a boy, I played sports, I know that. I don't know how to coach girls. And so I had a coworker they had a daughter that was signed up for basketball and she was going to coach and she and she's I have no idea what I'm doing. Will you help me? I said, "Absolutely." It was an opportunity for me to learn the first basketball practice I had with a team of little girls. We ended up 10 minutes into the practice everybody on the court balling. There was no practice to be had cuz I was I was in boy mode, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it that does that didn't work yeah. for little girls. Oh man. Third grade little girls. And so mm. I realized real fast that I wasn't I wasn't necessarily equipped for this, and so I respect Doctor James Dobson, you know, focus on the family, those types of things, and so I started looking at where I could find information, and that was the one of the things that I found was that that book, and in that book there was a lot of testimonials from actual women mm. about what their dads did or didn't do in their life mm. and how it impacted them, and it was it was. It's one of those things. Try to find all the time you can read, you know, in busy lives we lead. Sometimes that makes it impossible. So it took me a while to get through the book. Mainly because, a lot of of it was because I'd go back and reread things. Mm -hmm. Because I thought I missed something. But that was, that book was life-altering for me, I'll I'll say.
1: Dude, that's yeah, let me. You
0: still have that book? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, let me use it, man, yeah, I because I, I know how it is to have a, a stepdaughter, mm-hmm. and then I also have another daughter, of yeah. course. But yeah, that'd it's, be awesome.
0: It's one of those books where it's been it's been a big enough impact in my life. When other people have children, when they have girls, I re-gift it. I buy it and give them that book and say, you may want to read it. You may not be into books. You may not believe any, but this thing helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I we just had a nephew who had a gender reveal last Saturday. And that's what I gave them. that's what I gave them. It's, I gave him that book and there's another little little book, it's a little cute book. It's called Father to Daughter. Mm. And it gives a little one, two or three word things and it goes through the stages of their life and tells you, you know, things like Let Her Go is the last page of the book. Right. right. So just little quips. But yeah. But Raising Girls is that's my favorite book. It's it was life altering for me. Man. Sounds good. It was I'm great. It's really good. There there's a lot of stories, one of them about a bracelet that a dad gave a daughter when she got ready to date. And it had different levels of stones in it. Oh. And he had he had listed out what the stones were, were and what her worth was. And it was like the first one was a was a caliche stone and that was her first hug. And then the next one was a little bit more precious stone. That'd be her first kiss. And then another first precious stone. And then it was meant to be worn. It more of instead of like a like a ring that the, you know, the kids get and things like it was meant more to show her what she was worth and and how the different levels of intimacy have different levels of of precious and and at the end it was only meant for her husband, you know. Oh that. wow. And so it was it, it's really neat. It's a really neat book. The testimonials one one of them that really sticks out in my mind was a is a girl who says that no matter what she did in life she felt beautiful and it was based on when she was young her dad would always rub her feet and tell her she has beautiful feet. And there was something about him being comfortable enough to tell her that the ugliest part of her body was beautiful. Made her feel beautiful for, for her whole life. Wow. And things like that just, just it, it hit me like a like a gong, right? Yeah. Like, those are not things that, as men, we, we're institutionalized mm-hmm. to say, right? I mean, it's not something we just naturally, some men, I shouldn't speak in general terms, some men probably are. They're probably a lot better at it than I am or was. Mm. But for me, it was—it was, it was oh, yeah. like, man, those are things I need to be doing.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, like that. that same here for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like that's dang. That's it makes me want to read that book even more. Just yeah. you talking about it, I'm 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 getting excited about it. Like really, because <laughs> was, I know it, it's something that I also need to work on for sure. Because having two girls and then also now having this little boy, it's mm-hmm. it's different. It's like for it's life changing. Because yeah, I. I felt like I know how to raise girls, but then having this boy, it's like, dang, okay, I'm going to have to change something up here. Yeah. And for sure, like, especially with the girls, like, I, I tried to speak in their life as much as I can because I want them to know that they are worth more than Absolutely. what they think. But man, that book just sounds amazing. Yep. Like, I'm going to have to check it out, man. Um, favorite food? Mexican food. Mexican food. Any
0: of it, Uh, but abondigas. Ooh, yeah. I love a bondegas. My mother-in-law makes a bondegas. And, man, conentejas. Just about nothing better than that in the world, man.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Man, that's awesome. Um, favorite movie?
0: That's a tough one. Favorite movie? There's so many. Mm, I love movies. I'm a big movie guy. I love watching have movies you seen the new Joker. No, I've avoided the new Joker. Why? For the reason of all of that everybody is is making a big deal about it. Mm. Just irrational violence. Um, just some of the things that they, I've just avoided it just I don't know. That that's that's basically why cuz I mm. I don't know that I want to I don't know that I want to subject myself to that gotcha. the whole thing, right? Gotcha. Um I try to be as I try to be as in, intentional as possible about what I ingest. Mm. And so scary movies, creepy movies, anything that has to do with you know false spirituality or things of Satan or you know bad movies, bad, you know, all of everything from porn to just things that are supposed to be cute that are like Simpsons episodes that are that make fun of, of Jesus or something yeah. you know those types of things I'm very intentional about what I ingest mm-hmm. and so things like that that I that I have a concern about I just I try to stay away from them. um right. it's going to sound you know I get I get the looks a lot of times but I'm I'm even as far as to things like the Marvel movies I won't get mm-hmm. into a lot of Marvel movies cuz you know it's it's other gods yeah Thor is a is a a Greek god and you know all these all these mythological gods that it could be it could become very easy to become an idol mm-hmm. because you know you, you're watching the movie you're spending time on it you're and then you're you buy the action figure for your kids and then they they want to grow up to be Thor and, and those types of things and so I know that sounds a little strange but for me that's it's almost like giving the devil an inch mm, right? Yeah. no, so, so I avoid I try my best to avoid things like that. No, that's now, there's a lot of times where I'm still human and things seem highly funny and so that <laughs> those those are usually my 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 things where I slip when yeah. they're funny. They can be funny and and not, not necessarily use the right language or, or have the right subject matter and I'll still listen to those things sometimes when I, even even though I probably know I shouldn't. Yeah. No. But I don't know, favorite movie. It's it's got to be something from in my past the ones that I've watched a hundred different times so this is this is gonna sound like I'm trying to play to our conversation earlier but blood in blood out oh, yeah. love, blood I, and blood I love out. Miklo. Dude. you know yes. was, I felt like I was Miklo growing up you know <laughs> being um, the only what, white kid yeah there? being the only white kid around all you know and El Pino is Islos for me and the El gallo negro and the whole thing I you know blood in blood out is one of my all-time favorites.
1: Man, I haven't seen that, in sh- it's been forever since I've seen that movie. But no, I I do I remember that one for sure. Man, um, the best advice you've ever gotten?
0: Mm, best advice I've ever gotten. I've got a ton of advice in my life. I haven't always listened to all of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, best advice I've ever I've ever been given was uh, take pride in what you do. I think that covers such a gambit. Yeah. Of everything, you know the, we're told to everything we do do with all of our all mm-hmm. of our strength, all of our power, all of our intent. And so, having pride in what you do, whether that be work or parenting or any of it, if you if you're prideful about what it is about the result
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's coming out of it, you're going to do a good job. Yeah. If you if you're if you don't have pride in what you're doing, you won't care what the result looks like, mm-hmm. and so it, it'll come out <laughs> mediocre. And so. Just have pride, not work hard, not shoot for the star. If you'll take pride in it, it'll turn out good. That's good. The worst advice you've ever received. You've got to go to a four-year college to make anything of yourself. Oh, yeah. That's terrible advice. Yeah.
1: Did you finish college?
0: No. And I say it like that, I don't mean to be... I don't mean to be flippant about college I think it's a great choice if it's your choice I think if you can afford four-year university it's a it's a fabulous choice if you can get help and do all the things and that's your choice to do I think it's a fabulous thing there's a there's a really really intelligent human being that I like to listen to his name is Mike Rowe he does dirty jobs and he does the jobs that no one wants to do. And he he has all these TV shows and he has, he's also a commentator on a lot of news shows. And he has a podcast mm. and he does a lot of TED talks. He do, he talks a lot about the lie of universities and how trade jobs are out there. There's millions of jobs waiting to be had and no one can fill them because we don't we don't train in the trades anymore. We don't learn to be farmers and welders and the things, the 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 true fruit of the earth, people that make this country what it is and has have made this country what it was. We have a a media bias towards those people. Mm. Those people are always thought to be dumb or not sufficient. You know, if you watch a TV show, a plumber is always fat. Yeah, he's always got his butt crack hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know if anybody's paid a plumbing bill lately, but plumbers make great livings. <laughs> yeah, they right. do. Yeah. It, so it's just, there's a media bias against it. There's a, and, and Mike Rowe talks a lot about the war on work. Mm. And I, I really respect what he has to say. He's a very, very intelligent human being. He's experienced a lot of it. And through his experience has learned. And so coming out of high school I thought that was I thought that was it. I thought that was man you had to do that and when I got to college and and I just you know I should have been better at college. I went through a phase in my life where I you know I just I wasn't as responsible as I should have been and or as I am. It wasn't a time when I should have been paying for school but I don't think anybody should be told that's the only way to have a successful life
1: yeah no. no. No, I I agree. Um, I didn't go to college. Sometimes I kind of wish I did just to, I guess, to kind of get that experience. But then then I think about it as like, man, it had been just a waste of money, not only, I mean, for my parents or my mom for sure, you know, just kind of throw money out there because I didn't, I wouldn't have finished. So I do understand like what what you mean about that because I think now like I, I feel like I'm, I would say successful. I, I know there's probably other things I would like to do, and t- like to accomplish, but to like having a family right now, where yeah. we're at, I feel like I've done. Like I feel like I've we're successful.
0: Yeah, and yeah. and that's. I don't mean to sound like I'm discouraging people to go to college. Yeah. I'm not if that's your choice. If that's what you, if if you have if you want. Of career, doing something that you have to have a degree in, and, mm-hmm. and you know, more power to you. I'm just, for me, it wasn't it wasn't the only avenue yeah. to take. And for someone to, and, you know, and it was kind of drilled into our head mm-hmm. that you got to go to school, you got to go to college, you got to go to college. And and I find myself doing that to my kids, like, hey, you've got to go to college. And then you know, at some sometimes I have a breakdown. And I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why Why am I Relaying that it's it's because it's been it's been ingrained in me so much that even though I know better, yeah, I can't help but sometimes find those words exiting my mouth. You mm-hmm.
1: know, what did you go to college for?
0: I was going for business administration.
1: And then what are you doing now?
0: Supervising a business. <laughs> I'm a supervisor.
1: But in what area? Like what? Uh, in the oil field. Oil field. Yeah, I
0: work for Chevron. I work for Chevron Oil and Gas. Uh, started out right out here in Seminole. And I've worked my way up a few steps, and now I'm a, what they call a production supervisor. Mm. So I manage all the what we call field specialists. People normally call it as pumpers. I supervise all the pumpers for right now for the Buckeye and Eunice fields.
1: Gotcha. Nice. Before,
0: yeah. And before that, I was managing an Avis lube in Odessa when I when I was living in Midland. Mm. I was manager of a Avis lube on 42nd and Grandview. It was a the fast oil change place. And so... I've always, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I knew I wanted to to lead people. I knew I wanted to to be in that type of role. That's why I went for business management. It just, I just couldn't get through the school portion of it. Yeah, no, I, at that time in my life.
1: No, it's understandable. I mean, you're you're still like you're still a teenager, or a young adult. You yeah. know, I mean, you're of course the choices you make back then, or you don't really think because you're not. It's like you don't have, not to say you don't have responsibility, but you think now, okay, I have a family. Yeah. So the choices you make now are going to affect your family. So, no, that's understandable. Um, If you can go back and talk to your teenage self, what advice would you give
0: Hmm. Not to be so short-sighted. I was really worried about, you know, it's as a teenager, and I don't think my teenage self would have listened to me. That's the problem. Mm. Um, I, was, I was not a good listener. I'm more of learning by running my head up against the wall. I do a lot of, of good learning by teaching myself good lessons, by not listening to good advice and, and learning those lessons. So I don't think teenage self would have listened to me, but I said, don't be short-sighted. Yeah. Nice. Play the, Play the long, play the long ball. Yeah. Hey. Don't, don't don't give in to today's distractions Mm
1: -hmm.
0: look look to the end of this thing look look to set yourself up
1: yeah heck yeah that's good i like it man it's real good um i don't know if you've ever had these kind of thoughts but have you ever questioned god like that's what we're going to our topic for today would be questioning god have you ever questioned god on ever since you started church even now is there any kind of questions that you'd like okay man god like let's say let's go with this tithing. Have you ever questioned God on, do I need to tithe? Can does my tithe have to go to a church? Can I give it to somebody else?
0: So yeah, so I I am as I'm very inquisitive. Attended a lot of churches for these types of reasons because did I question God? Of course, I say of course yes. Mm-hmm. I questioned God. Um, questioned should I go to church? Yeah. Which church should I go to? What is it all, what's it all for? What are, what are we doing? What, is he real? Those type, I mean, those types of questions, I, um, I think that comes with growth. Mm -hmm. I think it comes with immaturity. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I was very immature in, in what I was doing and in the questions I was asking. Um, I'm glad I asked the questions because you don't, you don't get hard, concrete answers unless you ask the questions, so you you ask about tithing specifically? Yeah, I've I've asked about tithing, um, especially when I was bouncing from church to church, wondering, okay, if, if I am going to pay tithes, do I pay do I pay tithes to a church I'm not a member of? If I'm if I'm just attending this church just to kind of fill them out, do I pay tithes to that church? Mm. Should I should I do something different with my tithes, like give it to a charitable organization instead of giving it to a church specifically? Yeah. Um, I, the answer for me was what I found and what I what I believe is scriptural is yes I give it to the church I pay ties to the church um, if I if there are needy people I believe I'm supposed to help them too but that's not ties I see that more of being charitable of offering of taking care of angels unawares right mm-hmm. I don't I don't think of those things as ties Tithes is meant to be brought into the storehouse to help with the needs of the church. To help with the church help the
1: needy um so you say help the needy so could my tithe go to a needy person of course. like like say not to the church but say hey like say you god is telling me to give you my tithe you don't know it's a tithe but you're in need maybe it's maybe it's for uh for some kind of a payment maybe you're just struggling that month like i can't get through this god i need something and i give you my tithe like so
0: you, so I would never question someone's conversation with God, yeah. that they had. For me personally, mm-hmm. if I felt like God was telling me to get you over a bond, I wouldn't feel like that was my tithes. Mm. I would feel like that may be a test for me. It may be saying, "Hey, maybe God saying, "Hey, this person needs your help. Are you willing to help?" Yeah, that, that's not tithes for me. Mm-hmm. For me, tithes is it's the first thing I give. Yeah, and it's not, for me, it's not just of money. Um, I raise a garden every year. Every year, when I raise a garden, the first thing that comes off my plants, I take them to the church. Hmm. I don't. The I give people things out of my garden because I, I I do things. I raise a garden and I raise way too much, and then I've got I've got tomatoes running out of my ears, right? Hmm. So I'm not going to eat all the tomatoes. So I I try to spread them out, try to pass them around. But the yeah. first thing I do is I give them to church. Um, Nice. every year dude yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that that's, me, and my, that's awesome. me and my buddy we we buy a calf every year we raise a calf and then we butcher it and somewhat of a health health thing knowing we're not hormone infested meat and the whole thing so we try to feed our family natural beef and so we buy a calf every year we feed it what we know it's going to eat We and so we and then we have it butchered whatever meat we get back from that mm-hmm. I take 10% of that weight of meat and I take it to the church if i this is the one i'm not good at is tithing 10% of my time mm. right so so when we talk about tithing i i honestly truly believe that i should be tithing 10% of all of my gain and so if i get if i have a vac- if i have vacation and I, that's something i've gained from work and i have this time off 10% of that time i should be giving back to god mm. go up to the church mow the yard weed it around the place do some upkeep do the things that need to be done at the church I'm not good at that one I'm great at all the fi- all, all the the ones that's you can give so yeah. that's that's. but your time your, you know time's so precious
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I and I don't think I don't do a a good enough job of prioritizing my time for that mm. I try to be better and I try to be intentional about it but yeah. it doesn't happen a lot
1: yeah no i so what what is a tithe to you? What is a tithe? Ten percent? you would say minimum. Yeah, yeah minimum ten yeah. percent. So say like you're in it. I'm, I'm just kind of stuck on this, but like say, say I'm in need, mm-hmm. and that and what you're going to give to the church. That's exactly what I need. Your ten yeah. percent. You have a problem doing that? Giving that to somebody? Or do, if, do you
0: if I feel if I feel in my heart that God's talking to me that you have a need,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to pay my tithes, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. follow God's leading in help you with what you need
1: yeah no it's just because i i know i've had plenty of you know conversations of where the tithe should go so absolutely. that's why i was yeah absolutely because yeah. i know a lot of people do like the, there are people that don't believe like where a tithe should go like or it should go to the church or it should do this it should do that and to me it's just like i feel like wherever god is telling you to give it
0: absolutely and so and like I say i wouldn't argue with anybody's conversation that they're having yeah. with god there there are a lot of beliefs one way or the other about tithes, whether you should tithe or not. Yeah. Oh whether yeah. whether tithing was only an old testament thing and when Jesus came and he fulfilled the law, you're no longer under the law, so you don't have to there should you should you tithe at all? Should mm-hmm. and if you should tithe, where should you tithe? There's all kinds of beliefs and, and information out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um one thing I always say to people that say that tithing was a law and Jesus fulfilled the law is that Abraham tithed before the law. Abraham tithed to Melchizedek after he went and defeated the four kings. And that was before the law was ever laid down by Moses. And so tithing was not a law commandment. Tithing was something set up. It, it was set up in God's word to base it to. It's God's way of, of us showing our faith, hmm. saying here, God, i Obedience is better than sacrifice is what yeah. it says in the Bible, right? And so if you follow his word, if you follow what he asks you to do, he'll open up the blessings of heaven. And so I I don't think it was set up as a law, as a commandment. I think it was set up as something that, it, and, and I'm not saying any. if you pay your tithes or if you don't, I don't think that's a, a heaven or hell issue either. Yeah, no, I don't. I think it's it's one of those things where if you if you pay your tithes, and, and don't get me wrong, if you pay your tithes and every week you come in you're like, oh, God, i got to give 10 more percent. You shouldn't be paying your tithes anyway. It's not doing you any good. <laughs> you should be a gracious giver. You should be you mm-hmm. should be happy that you're you're able to give, and you should yeah. be you know and those types of things. And so, yeah, I you know i I definitely wouldn't wouldn't argue with somebody about what God's telling them to do if they, yeah. if they if they wholeheartedly feel in their in their life that God's telling them to do that, and they can back that up scripturally, then I would say absolutely, one hundred percent, go for it.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Now that's good. That's good. That's real good. Um, tattoos. Have you ever questioned anything about that? You know, I of course. I know I I have one, um, and I know I've questioned it before. Yeah. For sure. You know, even growing up, and uh, even now, I guess I still kind of find myself questioning it. But
0: yeah, I do. I question it a lot. Um, I have one. It's across my shoulders. Um, my daughter will say it. It, it says retard. Oh. <laughs> uh, and only because when she was a child before she could read, she was sitting on my back one time when I had my shirt off. She was sitting with me and she was tracing my tattoo out with her finger and she was saying, Dad, what does this say? Dad, what does this say? And I was about half asleep and I wasn't really paying attention to what she was saying. And so my wife got irritated from the kitchen and just yelled at, It says retard, babe. It says retard <laughs> And so so now my daughter will tell you that my my tattoo says, says "retard,", retard. Right? but it doesn't. Yeah. It says "know you boys," which is an homage to the guys I grew up with here in Seminole. Mm. Um, yeah, I got I, I got it one year on on my way to spring break. Me and five guys were going to spring break. Um, we stopped in San Antonio on our way to South Padre Island. We it was about two o'clock in the morning, and we decided. It was tattoo time, and so we tried to figure out where we we're gonna get a tattoo. And there was a guy in a bus stop, tatted up, had full sleeves, and we said he'll know where to get a tattoo. So we asked him, "You know where to get?" It? And he said, "Yeah." He said, "I do tattoos." He said, "I just moved out of my shop, and I'm tattooing out of my house." He said, "If y'all will give me a ride, I don't have to ride the bus. I'll hook y'all up." We said, "Let's go." Yeah. So he jumped in the car. We went to the hoodiest part of San Antonio we could find. And went into some guy's house and got tattooed. Mm. Not the best decision yeah. that I've ever made in my life. <laughs> Not one that I'm proud of. But it's it is what I, it, I got it. Me yeah. and me and a guy from here in town, Cornell Adams, we got tattooed together. Mm. Um, yeah. So I have one. Do I question tattoos? I do regularly. Um, I question a lot of things like like tattoos. I question especially. I think the Bible speaks of tattoos. I think the Bible speaks of of putting a putting someone's face on your body. I think I think the Bible speaks specifically about things like that. Um, where where do where did tattoos originate from? A lot of research into okay where where did tattoos originate from? Why do why did people originally get tattoos? Less for like we like Americans do is decoration. We do them to look cool. A lot of them meant meant them as a as either sec uh separating themselves for their god yeah. you
1: know
0: a bunch of bunch of hindu and bunch of hinduism and and those types of religions yeah. have piercings and tattoos meant for those type of spiritual a lot of them was was tribe based they wanted to they wanted to segregate themselves into a tribe and that's how they did it and so when i question things like that those are the types of oh that's the type of information i try to find is What's the what's the origin? Mm-hmm. Why did it come about? Why did we choose to adopt it? Why has it become traditional? Um, could it be could it be a plan of the devil? When in when the Bible in the in the end times talks about Babylon, the you know the great whore of Babylon, and, and the whole world is following the the deception of Babylon, I think to I'm, I, I regularly question. What is it about the deception of Babylon that has the whole world following it? and so things like ta- like tattoos, I'm not saying that that is that specifically, yeah. but it seems to fall in that realm for me mm. and so um, I, I, I I would never judge anybody yeah. who has them. I've got one myself.
1: yeah, but you would never get another one. I'd
0: never get another one as much as, as much as so everybody will tell you tattoos are addicting, right mm-hmm. and they are. As soon as I got one, I wanted another. Yeah. I even have I even have the ones I would get if I got another one, right? Mm. But no, I, ne- I would never get another tattoo. Mm. I would never have another piercing. Both my ears are pierced. Mm. I don't wear earrings, and I would never pierce my ears again. Gotcha. O- only because of you know wh- what was the origins of ear piercing? They- people do it for a reason. Mm -hmm. and they they started doing it for a reason and I know a lot of people when you get into a lot of religious or some of these type conversations they say well I don't do it for that reason Mm -hmm. well that that's great for you but there's a reason why it was done yeah and if you're doing it you're following in those footsteps regardless of why you're doing it Mm. and so for me it's it's just not the right decision
1: yeah no, that's that's understandable, yeah, for sure. What about um? I know one uh, one thing that's pretty big is drinking. Yeah. You ever thought about asking like, why is it? Can I drink God? Is it okay to drink? I mean, I yeah. Know, I know the Bible says don't get drunk with wine. Don't be a drunkard. Yeah. yeah but it, it also it
0: also says if a if a man is is old and and on his deathbed, give him a give him strong drink. You yeah. know, it's it. I think it. I think it sets I think it sets the stage for us Mm -hmm. um do you drink no I don't um I stopped drinking and smoking the day my first daughter was born Mm. um less of a spiritual reason more of a just a I don't want to be that guy I've got kids now yeah I don't want to be that guy um turned into a spiritual reason turned into a very you know religious type reason I don't drink I don't smoke um I still, you know, we have we have gatherings at my house. The family comes over. The brother in laws want to have a beer. I, they can have a beer at my house. I'm not. That's not. It's not something I'm just like. Oh my. Oh my. You can't. You can't yeah. even drink around me. I'm. I'm so much holier than that. That's not. That's not it at all. Right? Yeah. yeah. I just choose not to for myself. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't. You, you get into this conversation, and it's a it's a really tough conversation to have because I don't know that we that we really know the answer. I think it's a personal thing. I no. think you have to know, you have to know what your limits are. You have to know, you have to know if you're able to, to have a beer today and it not affect you. Yeah. You have to know if if you're able to. So I, I'll say this, I'll say that to say this. They call spirit, they call liquor spirits for a reason, right? Like it's, it it's got a nickname of spirits for a reason. And I, you know, they don't call it spirits for, for nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. it has an impact on you, and it can mm-hmm. impact your life, and it can impact your life negatively. Oh yeah. And yeah. so, you have to know yourself. You have to know what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to. For me, everything comes down to you have to search the scriptures. You have to, and I don't think the scriptures are meant for personal interpretation. So you have to find the scriptures, and you can't just find the ones that sound like it's what tells me it's okay and yeah. go with those. Yeah. You've got to actually search for the right answer and come to the right answer that's right for you, yeah. and and get help with that, and know what you're looking at, and mm-hmm. study. And, yeah, for sure.
1: Because I know sometimes you just read just that one scripture, but you don't read anything before it, and you don't read anything after it. Yeah. You know, it's just Absolutely. like, oh, that's what it is right there. Okay. I'm yeah. You,
0: you you can hear a lot of that. You can hear, I and mean, if you go on, if you want to go online and try to research something and try to learn something about anything mm-hmm. you can do. You can take anything out of context. Yeah. Anything can be taken out of context and used to prove your point or to disprove someone else's point. Yeah. It's a matter of, of doing real study, not, not looking for something to justify yourself, mm-hmm. looking for the truth. There's a big difference there. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's good.
0: Uh, you So questioning God. I, I, yeah. Um
1: I know this is a big question. Um why, uh, Why do, I guess, like, good people, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, I know, like, say, let's say sickness. Yeah. You know, you you hear of, uh, like, Christians, you know, getting sick, maybe it's cancer or some kind of, like, deadly virus or something, and it's like, why? Like, why? You know, I've had people talk to me about it, it's like, why is that, though? Yeah. Like, if you're, if God is your protector, you know, and he's your healer, why ain't you healed? Yeah. You know, and that's, it's, it's just, huh, well... What are your views on it
0: Oh I so that's, that's a that's a very intense question so my views are yes there's very good questions um, the questions that I think everyone should ask and I think yeah. you should I think you should we should have an answer for it um,
1: do you think there's an answer for every question
0: of course I do I, I do um,
1: kind of went off topic there no mind. no I,
0: I do I, I believe there's an answer and I believe if you search and if you truly ask God to provide you an answer, He will provide you an answer. So,
1: yeah.
0: coming back to so that when people when people question God, that's typically when they do it, right? In a hard time. Yes. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the easiest time to question God. Is oh, you know, why am I going through this? Mm-hmm. I've done everything I can to to I've done everything I know to do to live for You, and I I'm still going through this hard time. Yeah. Why? Um. So. In, in the in the looking that I've done, in the study that I've done, in the research that I've done, it, it seems like hard times fall into three categories for me. Um, you can be going through a test,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can be going through persecution, or you can be going through chastisement. And so, when I say chastisement, I use those words, those are the words in the Bible, right? Like, who God loveth, He chasteneth, mm. and that's equal to me. That's equal to you're a parent, if your children are doing something that will harm themselves, you're going to get on to them, right? Mm-hmm. If you tell them, don't go in the road, and they go in the road, you're probably going to scoop them up and spank them. Mm-hmm. That would be chastening them. Yeah. So who God loveth, he chasteneth. Um, there's persecution. The Bible has examples over and over and over again of, of persecution of God's people. Yeah. God tells us we will be persecuted. God tells us that if we're persecuted for his name's sake, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's something. If all if all men speak good of you, there's something wrong with your life, right? No. And so, and then there's tests. Uh, we go through tests, and tests are meant to make us stronger. I think I think tests happen, and I don't think we recognize. I think that's one thing that, that as Christians, I'm going to speak in general terms again. But I think for myself, and I, I think as Christians, I don't think we're good at discerning tests. I don't think we're good at discerning. What is actually I'll say attacking us at the time we're going through a hard time, oh, yeah, and so we may be going through a hard time and and we're just looking at it naturally when it could be a spiritual thing, mm-hmm. we could be being spiritually attacked and it we may be we may be going through a spiritual test because God knows an attack is coming, mm-hmm. He's trying to get us prepared for it, mm-hmm. and so I don't think we do a good job of recognizing which which form. The, the, it's coming from. At the same time, I think as humans, I think we're terrible at that other realm, that spiritual realm type thought. And when I say that, I say that to say this: so, if you're going through a test, I've I've been tested multiple times in my life. I've gone through hard times. I've gone through things where I've questioned and said, "Why am I? What? I did everything." I should. so for an example, with Chevron, I put in for a job. I put in for a job that I. I knew I was qualified for and I knew I was the best candidate for and I didn't get it mm. and I had prayed before to get it and I had you know, done all the things and, and I thought man I, this should be my job and I, and I didn't get the job and I thought and, I, and you can almost get mad and say yeah. I did all the things that I was supposed to do and I didn't get this job God what, what's the deal with that yeah. well two years later I'm looking back on it and I would have been miserable in that job mm. I would have hated that job and God protected me from it yeah at, the, at that time i thought it was i thought i was going through a hard time and i was going through a blessing and i didn't even know it
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah
0: so sometimes when we're tested we don't even if we did recognize it that it's a spiritual battle i don't think we're so physically if we're tested we're up to the challenge if we if you're in the gym mm-hmm. and you start hurting but you know i'm getting 10 reps and you start hurting and at nine you just about can't get it Ten, you're gonna you're gonna try to get ten. Oh yeah, yeah. We have we have sayings for this in the physical, right? We have saying, oh, strength through struggle. No pain, no gain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Power through, you know, you, you strength through struggle. You all these, we have all these sayings that we go through physically. Yeah. That and and man, those things can be motivating.
1: Mm-hmm. They can
0: help us get through hard times. They can, they you know, in the physical, we're great. Yeah. At tests. And then it comes spiritual. And, and especially if you're a new Christian or if you're trying to do a work for God or these things, and these, then these things start coming against you and, these thing, and things start falling apart a little bit. And you think, mm-hmm. what's going on? And it's not a physical thing that you can put your finger on. We're not great at saying, that's okay. Spiritually, strength through struggle. I'm going through something right now, but you know what? I'm going to pray my way through this. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna fast my way through this, Mm. and I'm gonna be all right. And we're we're not. I haven't. There's people. There's a lot of people that are good at that portion of it. But as a whole, as a majority of people, especially Christians today, I don't believe we're good at that portion of it. Mm -hmm. I don't believe. I don't believe. Instead of questioning God, we should be looking at ourselves and saying, "Okay, what is it? Is this a test? Is this hard time a test? Is it?" Am I being chastened? Have I done something I shouldn't have done? Am, you know, it, am I in that? You know, it, there's times when when God tells us, "Go and sin no more, unless the worst thing come upon you." Mm-hmm. Right? He'll, he's forgiving, but he tells us, "Don't, don't do this anymore, yeah. unless the worst thing come upon you." It, it's, it can get worse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or are we being persecuted? And if we're being persecuted, we know who our enemy is, yeah. and we know how to fight him. We just some of it. We're, we, we're really quick to question God because that's the easy thing. It's easy to look and say, well, if there's an almighty God, why isn't he dealing with this? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he very well could be dealing with it at the time. Yeah, He could be putting you through it to help you for the next thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He could He could foresee the persecution coming on the horizon and knowing you're not prepared for that persecution, so you could be going through a test now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. so... So have I questioned God in that manner? Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. Have I gone through things where I didn't think it was bearable? I have. Um, yeah, you get into some, you get into some deep existential things, especially when you have kids. Mm-hmm. Kids seem to do see, <laughs> kids seem to do that to you. Yeah. Not only are they the greatest thing that will ever happen to you,
1: but no, they will make you. I know me. It's like, dang, God, am, am I a good father? Yeah. Like, am I training and am I parenting these kids the way you want me to? Or yeah. is it is it me? Like, why are they doing certain things? Is, this, is it because of the choices I'm making? Right. Are they watching me? Or yeah. is it something that, who they hang out with? Is it something they're listening mm-hmm. to? Like, God, what is it? But no, um, man, yes, kids are a blessing. Yeah. But, but they can definitely bring some kind of stress on you for and, sure. And then you have
0: one graduate and leave your house mm. and then if you're anything like me you start to question have I truly prepared her for the world mm. have I truly prepared her for the, all the things this this world is a nasty nasty evil place yeah have I prepared her not only to deal with it but to be smart enough to, to recognize it when it comes to to not accept things not accept deception not accept the worldly things that make it easy yeah and um, you start when we start talking about questioning God and questioning church and questioning those things for me it's almost scarier sometimes religion is scarier for me in today's world in today's Christianity for me the messages that are being taught at pulpits are scarier to me than the world because if someone if someone is teaching you that no matter what you do, you're fine I, I personally don't believe that yeah I personally believe that God is a loving God but he has things that he does not like
1: mm-hmm.
0: he doesn't like mm-hmm. sin and so you have to you have to be able to to keep yourself right with God and there's a lot of of churches and doctrines and things that teach people now that no matter what you're good you're yeah. okay that's scary to me mm-hmm. because that's easier to be deceived by oh, yeah. than just straight evil yeah and so i you know i always go back to scripture so scripturally it says in the end they will heap into themselves teachers having itching ears they will just look for someone telling them what they want to hear mm-hmm. that what they're doing is okay yeah that no matter no matter what your belief is or no matter what god you believe in or no matter what it's okay we're all in this together and we're all going to heaven on the same ship
1: yeah
0: i don't believe that yeah and so that when you when when you have a child getting ready to leave your home where you know this is this is my zone and i've got this and when she comes home from school today and asks me questions i can tell her the truth i can tell her right from wrong mm-hmm. i can make sure she understands that i can control what she's what she's watching and who she's around, and, yeah. You know, as much control as you can have. Yeah. We try to fool ourselves into thinking we have control. And we don't, <laughs> but you know, we yeah. get to fool ourselves. Yeah. But when they leave, which don't get me wrong, they need to leave, and I know that's a part of it, and I know that's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough, and it can put you. It can put people like me through through some things. Yeah.
1: I know with, um, one of my daughters, right, the old, my oldest one. She was singing one of these. Uh, oh man, I can't remember what song it was. So I got to listening to it. You know, I, I try to, not to say, I try to kind of keep up to date of what's out there, just so I know, like, music is, man, it can bring you down. It yep. can bring joy. I mean, music can do anything to you. It can make you feel depressed. Yep. And so the music that she was listening to, it was just, she was singing it, but she had no idea what she was singing. hmm so when I explained it to her, I said, "Do you know what you know what they're singing?" And she was like, "Or do you know what they're rapping about?" And she's yeah. like, "No, I'm just rapping. I like the song."
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, man, well they're talking about girls, but in a bad way. Mm-hmm. They're talking about drugs. They're talking about uh, money. Mm-hmm. She's and I was explaining to her all this stuff, and she's like, "Dang, I didn't know that." So yeah, like you, if you pay attention to what's out there, to pay attention to the music, you'll know like okay, I need to stay away from that. I, maybe I shouldn't be listening to that. Right. And the same thing with preachers, you know, or just anybody that's out there. You can you can go anywhere and people will talk to you about God, Yeah. but is it the truth? Yeah. And may, and, and not always. No, it's not.
0: It's not. Sometimes it's not. And, yeah, and, and, and there there are people that do it out of, they have the right intentions and mm-hmm. are still wrong. And then there are people that don't have the right intentions and are doing it. And yeah. so it's, yeah, it. That's a, that's a scary thought for me and it's something that I've I've struggled with as my daughter left the house
1: yeah and see man I, I got two more years yeah and then my daughter will leave the house yeah and just knowing where she's at now I'm like okay I need to get on the ball it's tough yeah it, it, it is very very tough just to, picturing her leave man you just made me think of it even more <laughs> you know talking about it but um, dang it um, you know one thing I did talk about too um, this was a on uh one of the other podcasts was um does God allow things to happen in your life? Yeah does he allow he does. like let's say I know sickness isn't from the devil I mean from God, but it's from the devil. You know, does does he allow that to happen? Does he allow man, not to say death, but you know, people have asked me, like, does God bring death? Which I know he doesn't. He's always br- God is life. Enemy is death. Yeah. But people will say, well, in order for her to actually, or that person to receive a healing, wouldn't she have like now that she's dead, she's re- received her full healing? Like, what what are your thoughts on that?
0: So, I think that's. I think as Christians, we do a lot of that. I think yeah. we do a lot of making excuses for God mm-hmm. and using cop outs. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, the, since she died, she didn't receive a healing. Now she's got her full healing. Yeah. So she didn't get a. She didn't get a healing. She received her spiritual body, mm-hmm. which is great, and it's whole, and it's it's. Way better than the, her physical body, but her physical body wasn't healed. Her physical body died. Yeah, there's a reason why it died, and, and not to say that she was bad or she did something that caused it. I'm yeah. not saying that at all. No, no, yeah, Does God allow things? Does He allow sickness and things? Of course He does. So you can, if if you believe in Scripture, then you have to believe He does. Yeah, because Scripture it, tells us.
1: Job, does. I mean, you Job, can, and see, Job's Job is like one of my. I love reading Job. Yeah, it's just everything he went through. And, and it's just like God is like, man, you can do whatever you want, and I guarantee you, He is not going to turn yeah, you back. Yeah, you can away do everything
0: you. you want except kill him. Yeah, yeah. And Job lost his children. Yeah. Job lost all of his possessions. Mm hmm. Job lost his health. Yeah. And, he, and, and, and like you said, he, he never turned away from God. He, he didn't have that same weakness that a lot of us have. And, oh, man. You know, and, and fall away and, and do the things they, they shouldn't do, like all of Job's friends tried to talk him into doing like his wife tried to talk him into yeah, doing you know, the, yeah, those types of things so yes I, I absolutely 100% believe God allows sickness um, I think he allows sickness sometimes just so that he can prove he did there's a, there's a, there's a, a story in the Bible with Jesus and, and there was a blind man and he was blind from birth and they come in at, and, they, and Jesus heals the blind man and they ask him was this man blind because of something he did or something his parents did and Jesus heals them, and Jesus said it was for the is for the glory of God. So you know, I, yeah, I think God allows things. I think He allows them for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. I think is there healing for everything? I truly believe there's healing for everything. I truly, honestly, one hundred percent believe in healing. Mm-hmm. I believe that God will would heal everything. Oh yeah, Jesus healed them all. Anybody that Jesus came in contact with, there was never a story in the Bible where Jesus. Came across a blind man and said, "Well, can't get this one done." You know, yeah. he healed them all. Yeah, every time. So I one hundred percent, wholeheartedly believe there's a healing. Now, at the same time, there were people that died.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lazarus died. Now Jesus brought him back, but he died. Yeah, there was there was multiple people that died, and what well, Jesus, he brought them back from from death. And so, yeah, I truly, honestly believe. That the scriptures are true,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they tell us there's healing. We have to have faith. We have to we have to follow the measures that are laid out in the Bible. We have to do the things, um, but I truly, honestly believe in healing.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So do I. I mean, I've um, have you ever been on a mission trip? Or I've never been on a mission trip. No, never witnessed the healing.
0: I've witnessed healings. Yeah, yeah. I've been in services where people were healed. Uh, you know
1: those types of things yeah no oh man it's it's amazing you know just to to see maybe somebody stand straight up or somebody actually start walking for the first time Mm -hmm. you know it's god is real like people don't realize that he is or some just kind of question like you said is he real is he not is this just more of like is this christian thing right now just the thing to do you know i mean but no he is definitely real you know i've um Miracles in my family, for sure. I mean, just testimonies that we've uh, gone through. Um, but um, but man, I appreciate you coming on here, Austin.
0: Absolutely, this it's, was a lot of fun. And like I say, I'm I'm a, I'm a podcast junkie, so oh, this, yeah, it's kind of scratched an itch for me.
1: There you go, there you go. <laughs> Heck yeah, no, I was uh, you were you were on my heart, and I was like, man, I'm going to ask Austin. I know you had, you had even kind of told me too. Hey, if you have nobody else, yeah, hey, let me be on there, which. I mean, yeah, there still are people, but um, I wanted you to be on here. It's just, I don't know, just getting to know you for sure. I know, um, I'm going to go ahead and just tell the story. I wasn't going to tell it. But when I first met Austin, um, I guess it's been a while for sure. But um, there was one time where I guess he thought I was messing with Sophia. Yeah. And he wanted to beat me up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it was one of those it was one of those times challenging times in in my life <laughs> yeah. when me and Sophia were going through some things and I was actually not staying at the house mm. and and, I, and you know we didn't know each other at the time yeah. we didn't know each other personally we didn't know each and of course i was I was still going by the house because I still had my kids in the house and I was checking on the house and I was checking on things and I drove by my house one morning and saw this man walking out of my house and the house that my my children were staying in mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I, I was. I gave in to, to my physicality, to my <laughs> to my physical nature a little bit, and decided that, that that wasn't what I thought needed to happen. And so, yeah, that it was. You know, those things happen, and those oh, you yeah. know. And I'm, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Oh man, we'll I've made a lot. That. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so they happened, and then, and then after that, we played flag football against each other. Then we played flag football with each with other, with each other, and, and then, then we, and then from then on, we've been. I mean. I've, I've known you for a long. It's been a while now. I've known it, you
1: for a long time. It has, man. I think, hmm, man. I moved here in maybe oh seven, oh six, or something yeah. like that. It's been something, but I think yeah, it's been around there maybe. And then of course you're an Eagles fan. Hell yeah, fly Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, there's fly. not there's not many of us here. E
0: A G L E S, Eagles. Eagles.
1: And um, man,
0: how'd that come about for you? I get this question all the time. I, I know you're the I know you're the question asker, but how'd that come about for you?
1: Um... When Terrell Owens, oh, yeah. when he went to the Eagles, and that's the year I think they went to the Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. um, Owens, I, I loved Owens, man. I liked Owens. Um, and, when of course, when he left the, the Niners and, and stuff. Like, I was a big 49er fan um, since, man, I think since elementary school. And I've always liked the Niners. And Jerry Rice, of course, was my favorite player. Well, after they got... Owens. Yeah. I started watching him and then watching what he was doing, I'm like, I like that dude.
0: Yeah.
1: Well then he started being just kind of flashy dude, mm-hmm. you know, just out there, you know, and it was like, dang. Well, he went to the Eagles. Dude, after that, I was like, I like the Eagles. Even even after he left, I was yeah. like, I like the Eagles and then uh Brian Dawkins for sure, yeah. man, and dude, and then uh when they got Vic, ooh mm-hmm. that was what about you? How, how did you get man? To...
0: Growing up in West Texas as a nerdy, so you have to understand. When I I was tiny growing up, I was four foot five as a freshman in high school. Dang! And I had an old school Eagles jacket. So what what worked for me is growing up, we didn't have cable.
1: Mm.
0: We didn't have you know we we had an antenna, and so I could get two seven nine thirty four and sixty six on our TV. So on Sundays, you could watch the Cowboys play. And that was that's pretty much all we oh, get yeah. on the TV. And mm-hmm. that's all the football I could get so we could watch the Cowboys. I learned real early in life that sports are terrible if everybody's playing on the same team or cheers for the same team. There's there's nothing enjoyable about that. Yeah. Growing up in West Texas, everybody was a Cowboys fan. And so one yeah. Sunday I was watching football and Randall Cunningham. Oh, dude, yes. Randall Cunningham. Randall He'd Cunningham. Just, Revolutionized the position. Him and Warren Moon. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was, there's no Lamar Jackson. There's no Michael Vick without Warren without, Moon. Without Randall, Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. Yep. That's right. And so those those guys, uh, when I watched him, Randall Cunningham, then the trade with Herschel Walker, all those things, I, I, it just, I was like, that's those are the ones. That's the ones. <laughs> that's the ones. And I and so I I bought one of those old blocky, green and white and green and zip up jackets, and I had an Eagles jacket, and I'd walk around the halls. Four foot five with geeky glasses on and, and and proudly wearing my Eagles jacket and just everywhere I went just caught all kinds of grief, <laughs> which made it even better, oh, right? Yeah. That's what that's what made that's what made me a diehard Eagles fan because mm. of all the grief. And then I'm at work and of course. The Hispanic culture is deeply invested in either the Raiders, the Niners, or the Cowboys. Yes. In yes. this area, the Cowboys. It is the Cowboys. And yeah. so when I'm at work, I'm surrounded by a lot of Hispanic culture. And man, week to week to week, it's Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys. We've we've got it on our whiteboard at work. We've got the schedule. We've got the record. What record we predicted, <laughs> and we're going through. The Miami thing killed me. Oh, dude. Yes. It was time to take over the division. Oh my
1: gosh, man. But then but then I think about it. I'm like, okay, at least we didn't lose to the Jets.
0: Didn't lose to the Jets.
1: We didn't lose to the Jets. But and we, we didn't did. lose to the Bears. No, we didn't, but Cowboys we Cowboys have the Bears. But we did beat the Packers.
0: we, we, did. we did. We did. But <laughs> we lost did to the ba- Falcons. And the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> the, li- the Lions The Lions I expected because our secondary was still hurt. They got a good passing game. I expected that. The Falcons? The Falcons were—they were—that was the only win the Falcons oh, had man. through like seven weeks oh, of yes, the season. Oh yes,
1: I know. Yeah, it, it
0: hurt me to the core.
1: Horrible, and even now um, playing the Giants, Eli yeah. Manning comes back, yeah. knowing he's going to want
0: to—he's going to want to set—he's <laughs> going to want to set, oh, dude, set yes. his name up again. I'm, yeah. I'm Eli, Saquon in the backfield. Yeah, I know. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not comfortable. No, at at all either, As an Eagles fan,
1: I mean, and, and it's a Monday night game. Yeah. So it's kind of like you'll have to do something. <laughs> You've like, got to do something you win now. It. Yeah, like you, now. You,
0: like you needed to do something last week.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you you let Miami score thirty something points on yeah. on the defense, which the defense everybody was pretty much healthy. Then I think now
0: we we coming into the Miami game. That's what I was telling everybody. Our offense is weak right now. We're still we're still shorthanded. We've got no Deshaun Jackson. We've got no Alshon still not healthy. We're still weak, but our defense is legit. We've got everybody back. We're healthy. Our defense is legit, and we played a legit game against the Patriots. We played a, a yeah. we, we played some the, good. The defensive. Seahawks. We did good. Played That's some good. good defensive games, and then Miami happened, and you let a punter throw a touchdown to a kicker, <laughs> oh my and God. just just that, ruined your entire yeah. your entire season.
1: That that was horrible. Uh, yeah, that sucked. I was mad, <laughs> and then to hear that everywhere, ESPN. People like, how are you gonna let a punter score? How, are you, yeah. gonna, how are you gonna let them throw a pat? Like, dude, I don't know. It's I don't like, know. It's the Eagles. I don't play <laughs> for them. <laughs> like, dang it, man! But no, uh, we are gonna be praying for the Eagles right now. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. They they go, They're gonna go, They're gonna win out, and we're gonna make playoffs. There you go. I think we're gonna get, we're even gonna go on that Super Bowl run. Yeah, we're, we're the underdogs. We're taking always. it all the way. Yeah, we gotta always. put the dog mask back put on. The dog mask put on. Put the, do- the dog
0: mask back out. Let's go. Hey,
1: did you cry when they won? No. No? No. Uh, do you know Dr. Gloyd? Yeah, oh yeah. He, oh yeah. Uh, I talked to him and he was like, I cried. Yeah. I cried when they won. And I I was I was emotional but more hype. I wasn't crying, but it was just like, dude. I was
0: more emotional about the loss of the Patriots <laughs> when it happened in the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, the first time. That one got me. Yeah.
0: Because we're winning the game. We had it. We, we had T.O. We, we had the thing. It was done. We won. We were going to win that game. Yeah, it was. And then we, and then we fell apart and lost it. I was more emotional about that. That's Super bowl that we won. You know, we, you come into it and you think, we're here. We made it here with Foles. Foles <laughs> is Sam Bradford, Like right? He's Sam Bradford reincarnated, right? There's never been two people in the NFL that have got paid more money to not play football than Sam Bradford and Nick Foles. They yeah. are the... They are the best contract getters ever. And then do nothing with it. But I mean, so we had Nick Foles. We're going into this playoff run. I'm like, you know, I'm just happy. I'm no. just, hey, we've done we've done as good as we could have done this year. And mm-hmm. then we won again. And then we won again. And then and then next thing you know, we won the Super Bowl, and I was just I was I was I didn't cry. <laughs> I was ecstatic. I was like, what are we doing? Like what what are you even doing? Like really, what are you doing winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles under under center?
1: Yeah. that. But, well, man, it was great. he went off, though. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, he
0: This statue, statue will be there forever. Philly. Dude, Filly, Filly. one thing Filly that Filly. Filly. Filly.
1: Filly. Filly. Yes, but one thing that I kind of <laughs> look back on, too, is whenever Foles, uh, when he started – what was what year was it? When we lost to the Saints, mm-hmm. and he went 20 touchdown ratios, 27-2 yep. or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I thought that's where we're winning. Yeah. And then losing to the Saints, I'm like, wow. Uh, why?
0: <laughs> why? Just so we know, it was not a catch. Dez did not catch the ball. i got to throw that in. Hey, would,
1: you, would would Dez Bryant help the Eagles?
0: Right now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about Antonio Brown? Yes. Which one would you get? Right now? Yeah.
0: Hey, how much headache do you want to put up with? Of course, Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, sign him up. Would I sign him if he, if I own the team? Would I sign Antonio? No. Of course not. I'd rather lose every game than pay a guy like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm not. I don't pay the guys. I'm yeah. just a fan. And so, as a fan, I want the best players on the field. Oh yeah, for best, sure. Best players, Antonio Brown. I I have respect for the NFL that he's not playing in the NFL right now because mm. guys like that don't deserve to play. They don't, they don't deserve to be paid the millions of dollars that they. Yeah. You, you know, you don't. You're not entitled to it. That's one. That's a big thing in today's society. we entitlement, and you're not entitled to it. It's. It can be taken away from you at any given moment. So. Yeah,
1: no, that's good. Yes, sir. Well, sir. I'd take T O let's oh, let's man. sign T O up right now. T O. Sign him up. You think he can still play? Yeah. What about, no doubt. What about
0: Vic? Ocho Cinco?
1: Ocho Cinco. I'd take
0: Ocho Cinco. He's out there kicking around soccer balls right now. He can still play. What about Vic? I'd sign I'd take Vic.
1: Would you start him over wins?
0: yeah, probably. You would start with with this receiving core? Yes. Because at least he gives you the option to run. Well, yeah. So it takes some pre- – it, it that pulls some of your defense off of your rece- – because your receipt we just don't have a receiving core. Don't have anybody that can get open. You've got to have something happen for them to get open. You've got to have a breakdown of a play. You've got to have Wentz extending. That's the only time they get open.
1: You know, I think what hurt us is when Wentz got hurt and now, he's more uh, hesitant yeah. To make, like to extend those plays mm-hmm. and to run. And it's kind of – it hurts for sure. Yeah, with Isn't this not... receiving
0: court. With Deshaun Jackson, if he's healthy. Oh, dude. It's complete. We're having a completely different conversation. Oh, yeah. I know sure. that's easy to say as an Eagles fan. I'm like, oh, that's, that's the one missing piece. <laughs> it's the missing cog. But I truly believe I truly believe it. I truly believe well, yeah, it. That we that have first... one person to, to extend the defense.
1: Yeah, that first game against the Redskins, yep. dude. I mean, I don't think Quince has ever thrown a ball like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens on Monday. I'm on, if we win on Monday,
0: if the Cowboys lose on Thursday and we win on Monday, well, I'm going into work Tuesday just <laughs> letting them have it.
1: Walking in like Conor McGregor. Letting them yeah. have it, buddy. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, but we still have to beat the Cowboys, though.
0: I know. It's okay. We can do that. We better. Yeah, we can do that.
1: Because the last game was horrible. I didn't like it. Yeah, they...
0: it, our secondary was beat up. We had, we had, I mean, they, they were, but they then were up.
1: they were. But I'm just saying, it's, it still makes me think of Miami. We were healthy.
0: Yeah. Th- we just we just overlooked Miami. We won't overlook Dallas. We, w- we would never look. <laughs> we would never overlook Dallas. Dang it better not? Better not.
1: But uh, but anyway, that's all I got, man. All right. I think it was good today. Um, you can follow me, of course, at No Holds. On Facebook and Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. Well I personally do Jeremy Duran, but you don't have to follow that if you don't want to. <laughs> um, do you have any way that you don't have social media, no, do you? No, no, I,
0: I don't I don't do the social media thing. No social media. Um yeah. I I stay disconnected.
1: Gotcha. You say pretty much keep to yourself.
0: Podcasts and books. Podcasts and books. That's where I that's where I gather my information. That's good, though. I, I think so. It, yeah. It, it's a better resource for me than if I if I had a Facebook or something I'm afraid of. I'd be one of those people that was addicted to it and just, just con- constantly scroll. Constant. You know, yeah, so.
1: yeah, no, I, yeah, I understand that for sure. But all right, man. Well, I appreciate you, Austin. It was fun. Thanks for opening it up,
0: man. It was good. Yes, sir. I, I liked it. But I until next it. time, we
1: out. Peace.